0: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome into the hoisty colors podcast. I'm your host, Steven Igo. Ladies and gentlemen, we have an ECU football schedule, man. There's nothing like schedule day laying out the opponents making way too early predictions. Looking at the tough stretches, the easy stretches, the games you'll likely be favored in, the games, of course, that you will be underdogs in. Lot to look at, lot to like, some not to like about this 2022 ECU football schedule. I'm going to give some brief thoughts on it on this short podcast as we'll react to the revealing of the 2022 ECU football schedule. Of course, we knew the non-conference games, NC State, Old Dominion, Campbell to start off with, and then the road trip to BYU on the weekend of October 28th and 29th. We'll get more into the specifics of when exactly that game will be in a little bit. The Pirates, of course, will start with four consecutive home games for the first time in 81 years. NC State, Old Dominion, and Campbell were already on the schedule for the last few years as three consecutive home games. ECU, of course, will have seven home games overall, five road games. And the way the schedule laid out, you know, ideally you don't want four consecutive home games. That provides a bit of a challenge for the university, the sports staff, and even the fans to attend four consecutive home games in September. Not easy. Hopefully we get some night and evening kickoff times in that stretch. So not all the games are blazing hot in the month of September. But you look at that stretch and really the only opportunity for the September 24th weekend was to have Navy come to doughty Ficklin Stadium or have a bye week. So for ECU, you had one of two options just because of how the non-conference fell. Of course, with the BYU game being later in the year, it kind of le- led to less flexibility on East Carolina's end and the American Athletic Conference's end. And every other team that ECU was scheduled to play in the AAC had a non-conference game already scheduled for the September 24th weekend, which led to Navy coming to East Carolina on that September 24th date, as that was really the only option outside of giving the teams uh, a week off as well. So it just so happened that it worked out ECU has four consecutive home games to start with. Then they have a road trip at South Florida on October 1st, followed by a second road trip consecutively at Tulane on October 8th. So you start really with two winnable road games, which I think is important. Not that the other road games are not winnable, but I think South Florida and Tulane both project to be a much improved team next year. But really, if ECU is as good as they, they can be, you probably head into those games as I don't want to say decisive favorites, but probably narrow favorites. Of course ECU took care of both of those programs at home a year ago. Now we'll see if they can go on the road and do the same. But that is a winnable stretch at least based on last year, to start conference play at South Florida. is Of course, you start with Navy on the 24th. Navy struggled last year. Again, all three of these teams likely will be improved. How much will they be improved? We'll see. But on paper, they look like a winnable first stretch of conference play. Then you come home after the Tulane game. You get two consecutive home games again. So six of your first eight games are at home. Memphis will travel to Daddy Ficklin Stadium on the 15th. And then UCF will come on the, uh, on the 22nd of October. So Pirates looking to get their first win over UCF in seven years. Of course, they knocked off Memphis for the first time in several years a year ago on the road, and now Memphis makes a return trip. So again, two talented teams in the American probably will be in the upper half of the league in terms of talent, in terms of expectations, along with East Carolina. So those are two critical home games in the midst of your schedule. So let's break it down like this. Let's look from, from this point back to what we've already talked about. That's your first seven games of the season, your first eight games of the season, excuse me, before the road trip to BYU. NC State obviously is going to be a, a enormous season opener. I think as you look at that game, NC State will certainly be favored maybe by around a touchdown or so. They're coming off a very good season. They're likely to be a preseason top 25 team uh, in a lot of polls, so they'll come in favored. But man, Daddy football Stadium is going to be hopping, and ECU has defeated NC State the last few times they've come to Greenville. The players, the crowd will be amped up, so if you're going to try and spring an upset, uh, we've seen plenty of those on opening weekend, and I think ECU will certainly make that game a dogfight. You win that game, and all of a sudden, you look at the start of your schedule, and you're like, man, maybe we can have a special year. And again, you got to take it one game at a time. And it's going to take a, a pretty a pretty amazing effort in every regard to knock off NC State, given what they have returning and their expectations. But this is NC State we're talking about. Basically, every time they have expectations in, in all sports, uh, they're known to falter. So, really good opportunity at an upset for ECU on opening weekend. And we'll talk about that game basically all offseason, given the rivalry and the history of it. Then you come back home against an Old Dominion team that made a lot of improvement last year under Ricky Rain, uh, who was in his first year after the team didn't play at all in 2020 due to COVID. So Old Dominion is a sneaky good team. They made a bowl game last year. But again, you should be favoring that game at home. Campbell, an FCS opponent, you should be favored in that game at home. And then, of course, the Navy game. So I think ideally, if you're ECU, you're hoping to start that stretch 3-1. and one. And if you can do that, you feel pretty good. Obviously, if you're four and zero, you're on top of the world. Then you have the two to the two road games at USF at Tulane. I don't know if it's if it's fair to expect ECU to just automatically go on the road and win back to back road games. But I think ideally, at the least, you come out with a split there. If not, win both. But at the least, you come out with a split. So you, I think at minimum here, you 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 would like to be four and two. You almost have to be four and two. With the back half of the schedule through the first six games, if you do that, you're setting yourself up for an opportunity to really, you know, have some big games down the stretch. So, uh, I think the front half, outside of the NC State game, is is obviously easier than the back half. But the first six games, I think you want to be four and two at the least. You get into the Memphis UCF stretch. I think any any home game this season, East Carolina is going to like his chances. Again, we'll see how things transpire, but. You know whether you split those games or, or take them, you're possibly looking at a six and two or at least a five and three record through eight games. So then you get into the, the back half of the schedule, and this is where it gets extremely difficult. The final four games of the year, starting with the BYU game, October 29th is what it's listed as right now. From talking with people, if you are on Twitter today, it was a little confusing. So ecupirates.com has the game as October 29th. The American Athletic Conference has the game as October 29th, officially. But the ECU football account has it as Friday, October 28th. Now, the deal behind that is 99% certainty that it's going to be moved to Friday. They just have to sign off on some things on the TV side. This is a TV deal. BYU is a a, a prime uh, TV market. A lot of fans across the country, so they want to get BYU into a Friday night slot. So that will likely be a Friday night game, again, separate for the 29th for now, will most likely be the uh, October 28th as the game date. So that will kick off a really tough, challenging stretch on the back half of your schedule. And BYU is a top 25 caliber team. Last year, they finished the year, I think, ranked 19th, as high as 19th. So you're facing three consecutive opponents that were ranked to end last season at BYU, then you have your open date, which I think is very important. Going to Provo, Utah, it's a long road trip from Greenville, North Carolina. You come off that, you get an open date, and then you go to Cincinnati on what would have been a short week on a Friday night, but at least you have the open date in between to really regroup. Because if you had a stretch where you go at BYU, at Cincinnati, back-to-back weeks, that would be a that would be a brutal stretch. It even is with a bye week mixed in there, but... But with the bye it at least takes some you know, take some wear and tear off the kids going into that stretch. So at Cincinnati on Friday, November eleventh, I believe this is the third straight year ECU's face Cincinnati on a Friday or on a, a midweek game, which is, is kinda interesting because I believe the the one prior to that was Thursday. Then last year of course was Friday. So you play Cincinnati on November eleventh, then you come back home for your home finale senior day Saturday, November nineteenth. The Houston Cougars come to town. The Pirates, of course, took Houston to overtime last year in Houston, could not pull out the victory. Houston ended up winning out in the regular season and failed to Cincinnati in the conference championship game. So you're facing the two teams that finished last year ranked that competed in the American Athletic Conference Championship back-to-back in November. Mike Houston said it best this past year. They remember November, uh, quoting a, a former um coach at the college level. They remember November and obviously ECU's got a chance here if they want to have the season that they want to have which is to compete for an American Athletic Conference Championship coming off a 7 win season, a 5-3 and three record in the American. Well, you've got your opportunity. If you take care of business in the, in the start of your schedule in the, in the middle of your schedule then you face your likely conference championship contenders down the stretch and you've got a chance to really make a statement. So, Uh, I like how the schedule sets up going into that, obviously, tough stretch, but I think you almost want to have that tough stretch at the end of your season so you can build momentum, get some wins under your belt, rather than the start or the middle of the season. And then, of course, you have your season finale at Temple, November 26th, Thanksgiving weekend. I saw a few people complaining about this game being on the road to finish the season, but wouldn't you rather have it on the road rather than – to see ecu have another home thanksgiving weekend game so i I like that it's on the road i think it's a good thing for ecu in terms of revenue obviously a team traveling on thanksgiving week can be a little bit difficult um in terms of being prepared for the game mentally as well as physically but i i don't think that's a bad road trip at all other than the fact it's probably going to be cold as hell on november 26th in philadelphia but ECU showed last year it's more than capable of going on the road in tough environments, in cold environments, and winning football games. So I think that's a a favorable season finale. And ECU at that point could potentially be playing for a a conference title. You never know. Who knows? At least uh, hopefully they'll be in a situation where they're in a bowl game um, and have a chance to add to their wins. So huge games down the stretch. Every game is important in a football season. We know that. You only have 12, so each time you take the field – I mean, it's a critical game, but it's our job to look at the schedule, pick out really the, the swing games, the crucial games that can kind of define your season. And there's a lot here. I mean, there, there are a lot of games here that can swing your season one way or the other. Obviously, the NC State game is going to be critical. But that stretch against Navy, South Florida, and Tulane, I, I have a hard time believing early in the year that, that all three of those teams are going to be as poor as last year especially Navy and Tulane. You know, USF is bringing in a ton of transfers. We'll see how that works out. Uh, Tampa's not an easy place to play, but you know Navy's going to be ready to get back at ECU after what happened last year. And then, obviously, Tulane, I think with, with Willie Fritz at the helm there, they're just going to be much better, and they do return a lot. So uh, those will not be easy games, but that stretch in the middle of your schedule with Memphis and UCF, if you if you real, realistically want to compete for a conference championship, those are the two games at home that I think you got to win. I think you got to win your home conference games if you want to compete for a conference championship. We saw ECU kind of put Memphis in the rearview mirror last year. Can they do the next step and do that to UCF this year? And then if you do start well through these first 8 games, let's say you go 6 and 2 or 7 and 1. All of a sudden you're going into the BYU games, you're going into the Cincinnati-Houston game as a team that's more on the national radar. Those games are probably going to be nationally televised, obviously on BYU, or at BYU and at Cincinnati on Friday nights. So you have a chance to really even make more of a statement nationally. And then, of course, the Houston game. We'll see what what ECU standing is there, but that would be a big opportunity depending on how the season unfolds. So I think a lot to like here. I mean, it is kind of an awkward schedule. Four home games in a row is unique. I don't know if it's good or bad. Like, I feel like, can you get home game fatigue I don't know I, I guess if it's not 12 noon every Saturday it's kind of hard to get home game fatigue especially if the team is playing well but usually typically you would like to see those games spread out a little more but you know it is what it is I'm not going to complain about seven home games I'm sure pirate fans aren't either. the other thing about this is as it stands right now hopefully this doesn't change all Saturday home games for East Carolina big from an attendance standpoint big from a revenue standpoint. And historically, ECU crowds drop off as the season goes on. So you get, all, you get six of your seven home games before the month of November, which means, in my opinion, great crowds, great turnouts, great atmospheres. And if there's a lot to play for on November 19th against Houston, obviously I think there will be a good crowd there. But I think you've got a chance to see a real resurgence coming off a seven-win season in the atmosphere. And the crowd's on a weekly basis. Uh, and so I think the schedule sets up good for that reason. As as perhaps backloaded as it is with road games and tough road games at that, I think it's a good thing it is front-loaded in terms of building momentum in the win column and also building momentum from a crowd standpoint. So a lot to look forward to here. It's going to be a fun offseason. Again, we'll continue to have all sorts of personnel updates with the football team starting with spring practice in less than a month gets underway on March 15th. We now have a schedule. Soon enough, we'll have a way-too-early game-by-game prediction because that's what we do, even though it's pretty meaningless at the end of the day. It's still fun to look at. And we'll have a ton of coverage all offseason long leading up to the September 3rd kickoff against the NC State Wolfpack. Man, that is going to be a fun one in doughty Field Stadium given the season these two teams are coming off of. So, just wanted to bring you guys a short podcast with some thoughts on the schedule. Feel free to chime in with your comments as always on hoistedcolors.net. We will talk to you next time. You've been listening to the Hoisted Colors Podcast. Okay, picture this it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better